Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to series two of Broke and Ambitious with me, Frances Keaton. Each episode, I speak to a professional creative about how they got into the arts and how they managed to survive. We talk day jobs, good ones, bad ones, and weird ones, plus how to stay creative on the side and any money-saving tips. As we enter series two, I have a favour to ask. Please rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening to give the show a boost. My guest today is Georgia Blizzard. Georgia is an Australian actress. Born in Tasmania, she moved to Sydney to train at the National Institute of Dramatic Art before gaining a speaking role in Home and Away, and roles in several high-profile productions followed, including Thor Ragnarok 2017, Emu Runner 2018, and ITV's The Singapore Grip 2020. Here is my conversation with Georgia Blizzard. Georgia, hello. Thank Hi. you. <laughs> Thank you for coming here on what is the hottest day in recent months. It's 28 degrees outside. We're in a very hot uh, flat. Mm. The windows mm. are closed. But um, the flies remain inside. <laughs> <laughs> Open the windows before. It didn't really help the temperature, but just let a load of flies in. Yeah. So if you hear us wafting them away that's that's what it is we're not playing tennis we're just um trying to save our skins georgia how are you feeling today i'm feeling good i'm a little bit ill yes but in the way that i'm hoping will give me like a real interesting husk for this audio medium today i think it already is yeah, yeah. but i'm good i'm happy to be here how are you yeah yeah not bad it's good to see you so Context for the listeners, we met on a Victoria Line pub crawl. Maybe Stop 14, perhaps? Stop 14, yeah. Well, I mean, it was the penultimate one because you were very hardcore and you had done it right from the start, from Walthamstow all the way to Brixton, guys. At about 10.30 (laughs) a.m., the first beer was poured and at... 11pm the last one was and then we continued and then we continued for no reason no one asked us to the other people had left there were no yes. no further prize ceremonies yes but uh yeah it was organized by dear friend will ridley shout I out will. to will and <laughs> um, you had only just moved to london hadn't you yes so it was a jet lagged it was quite quite the day but it was a really lovely way to see all of the pubs closest to the two <laughs> stations. Yeah, famously, you know, the best pubs in London are, are closest to the tube station. Yes, yeah. yes. So I've just done your intro. You trained at National Institute of Dramatic Art in Sydney. Yes. Before that, you grew up in Tasmania. Yes. Can you remember how you first got into the arts? Yeah, I mean, I, I did dancing from when I was like four. Very cool. And that was my whole childhood. I was never very good at it, but I was very enthusiastic um, and loved being on stage. My family is very musical. My dad is a very talented musician, as are my brothers. So we were always like singing and making music, which was quite nice. 
So then I guess dancing, music, got very into musical theatre. And yeah, and so I just sort of really liked, always really liked performing. Never really saw the professional pipeline because that didn't really exist where I grew up. So I just really enjoyed it. And then auditioned for drama schools at the end of high school and somehow found my way into that. And now here I am. So a musical background, and I've seen some videos of you performing with your family, and it is like a real-life Von Trapp family, but better. Funkier. Funkier, yeah. (laughs) just as charmingly dorky. It's quite (laughs) sweet. The sort of premise of it was like, my dad and my brothers always play in a band together. And when I finished drama school, I was home for six weeks doing a play. And so my dad was like, I'll teach you the bass. <gasps> I can't play the bass, but I, I can play enough to have gone dong, 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 dong for one gig um, with the four of us. And it has since grown. So there's now seven blizzards in the blizzard band. And we just do like covers of like things my dad and his siblings loved when they were young, stuff we loved when we were young and just through to stuff from now. I don't know, anything like 60s to current day. Bops and Bangers. Bops and Bangers by the Blizzards. What, uh, what is the name of the collective? The, the Blizzards. The Blizzards. Yes. You didn't think about doing something clever and calling yourself like the Hurricanes, you know? Uh, wow. I mean, I say clever. <laughs> already just hearing it out loud. It's just Should awful. have been left in draft. <laughs> so I also saw on your CV that you can... Do Cockney as an accent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and aerial work. Care to, Can I? Care to clear any of this up? Stick to them? Definitely. Um, I'm in full support of my Cockney accent. Okay. Okay. Um, will okay. I demonstrate now? No. No, no, no. No, no that's not what it's about. Um, that that tends to come out on about stop 14 of the Victoria Line pub crawl. Aerial work I did do at drama school. Oh, brilliant. Um yeah i've never walked into an audition room it's not come up i'm no. I'm, I'm shocked that that exists somewhere but no it's good of, like flipping in the air wow oh that's so cool i would love to do that yeah it's fun try it out i'd also love to do um an underwater scene in a film or a. would you really i would love that in oh, a tank i think that would be awful why the pressure of like I could drown in this on film. Then they have to like hold their breath forever. You wouldn't drown though. They wouldn't let you drown. They'd just, they'd haul you out and give you emergency CPR Ooh. and then that'd be really sexy. Wouldn't they be like, wow, what a great actor. Like that must be really scary for the no, person it, whose call it is to be like, are they drowning or are they acting? Yeah, okay. I think you've misinterpreted what I'm saying. I, I don't want the scene to be that I'm drowning. What? I want the scene to be some sort of cool... You know, I'm thinking Romeo and Juliet, Baz Luhrmann, the underwater scene, you sure. know, some romantic, or just, you know, swimming, doing lengths. <laughs> I would have it. You know, I did one, I did in Singapore Grip, I did a scene where I had to jump into a swimming pool. It was one of the worst nights of my life. It was horrible. I was like, I am drowning on camera right now, but no one's stopping me. Oh, God. I mean, it was fine. Everyone's fine. I'm fine. Survived. Um, but I was meant to sort of like flip my hair out like a mermaid and do some like sexy lengths you won't find it it shockingly did not make the edit um but yes i i found that quite stressful jumping in with like your heels on and a dress and definitely yeah Yeah. 
And I'm glad you brought that up because um, I did read in another interview that when you got your major role in the Singapore Grip, which came out on ITV here and worldwide. Yeah. Yeah, last year. This was, I guess, your big break. Sure. Because this is a huge thing to have out of drama school. How did you get the role? I, well, yeah, so I was in Sydney, but they, I don't know, they, they opened it up internationally for that character and so I self-taped a bunch I taped and I taped and I did lots of Skype auditions at like midnight in Australia being like I'm so fresh look at my mascara Um, (laughs) and then it was a really long process I think I started auditioning for it in like September of the year before and got cast in January and then started filming in February of 2019 I have to say that as Joan Blackett, the character, you were brilliant. You owned oh. every room that you walked yeah. into. Stop. You seriously, it was it was a phenomenal performance. Oh, thank you. It was brilliant. And it looked like so much fun as well to so do. So much fun. And before that, so you did Home and Away, was that your first role? Professional role? My first television mm. role, yes. Mm. Yes. I did play the you've probably heard of her, Stephanie Suttle. One yes. episode of, I don't know, season 39 of Um It was actually a really, it was like, you know that if you're in Australia, you have to just do Home and Away or Neighbours and then the, the conversation can move. I was like, my yes. grandma's thrilled, all my old teachers are thrilled, I've done it. Um, and I think probably... Everyone I know in, at home was a lot more excited for my one episode of Home and Away than like anything I will ever do again. Yes, and um, you're very lucky that you did tick that box off because you're right. That's a universal thing. I think whatever country you're from, there will be one dominant soap or TV series that everyone who isn't an actor expects you to be in. They're like, have you thought, Francis? Have you thought about um, getting into uh, Coronation Street or EastEnders? Oh, man. I was do. actually thinking the other day, I was saying to someone, they should do, like, a swap, like a travel abroad, abroad program where, like, Brits go and do Home and Away and Neighbours and we come over and do, like, EastEnders and Coronation Street. And we should That'd do, like, great. a weird universe of soap operas. It w- yeah. It would be strange, though, because everyone from Australia would be very attractive and tanned and wearing tank tops. Lots in, of like, fitties the in- <laughs> British ones. I haven't watched them. I watched one episode of EastEnders, about 10 minutes of it, a while ago. And I was like, oh, it's like Neighbours, but they have funny accents. And I was like, oh, that's why you guys all love Neighbours. Yeah. it's the exact Exactly the same, yeah. Same yeah. You also mentioned, you know, the music, the dance. And um, I know you are a brilliant singer and you also play the ukulele. Can you tell me about the folk Pride and Prejudice you once auditioned oh, for? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was thinking, do I play the ukulele? Yes, if anyone looking to cast something is listening, I absolutely play the ukulele. Um, I believe what you're referring to is something I shared with you in confidence (laughs) of one of my first auditions out of drama school. I don't know if they ever made it, but it was a folk music, country music version of Pride and Prejudice. I believe it was called Country Girl. Or something along those lines. Okay. And as part of my audition, I did play a Shania Twain number on the ukulele. 
just the best choice. Still waiting to hear back. This was about 2016. I'm not sure how they're going in the casting. It's a long process. Can be, can be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been keeping an eye on it, Country Girl, and it just keeps saying, you know, production, production, yeah. production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still trying to find the perfect. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> this single grip brought you to London in a way. Yeah, I guess so. When it, when we filmed it, because we were going to be in Malaysia, we filmed it in Malaysia, and yeah. we were going to be away for like four or five months. And so I'd packed up my flat in Sydney and I was just sort of like, I don't know, I didn't have anywhere to come back to. And so when we finished in Malaysia, I came straight to London and spent three months like swanning around on the heath, drinking rosé and having a lovely time. And so then I got home to Australia in October of that year. And as I said, I didn't have anywhere I was living and I didn't really have any ties anywhere. So I thought, why not embark on a big old adventure and go live in London for a bit? Cut to (laughs) global pandemic two weeks after I arrived. But the intention was good and we squeezed in that pub crawl and I'm still here and adventures are recommencing. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about surviving in a big city. Mm -hmm. But I feel like before I move on to this, the listeners would shoot me if I didn't ask you about Thor Ragnarok because mm. I actually have never asked you about this. Yeah, I mean, it was it was amazing. As I said, my first TV job was Home and Away and then I did the, again, highly coveted role of Asgardian Date number one, three Asgardian or four liner. Date? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so I was like, Grandma's happy, my brothers are thrilled. Yes. I was like, there is no pressure on anything for the rest of my life. That's fantastic. It's incredible. Yeah, it was amazing. It was like just mind-boggling, like, you know, the amount of money that a production like that has and the amount of time. I think I worked on it for like four and a half weeks. I have like three lines in the film, so do the math. (laughs) Like just there's so much time and um, the food's really good (laughs) and things like that i had lunch with jeff goldblum one day <gasps> you did not I why did. have you never told me this jeff goldblum it's never come up i don't know <laughs> oh my god what was he like um a dream of course just wanted to tell me about his beautiful olympian wife ex-olympian yes. wife gymnast yes um a gymnast that's my cockney um <laughs> love it yes yeah, she competed in the sydney 2000 olympics i assume they're still together i've not kept up on his love life Okay, so now, you know, talking about moving to London, it's it's a very expensive city. Yes. Um, but you've also lived in Sydney before, which again, I imagine is an expensive city. Mm-hmm. And working as an actor is... <sighs> it's, uh, it's not the most consistent of work. So how do you manage to survive? Have you had lots of day jobs over the years? Oh. Well, princess. <laughs> for the listeners, she's reaching for a beautiful notebook. When, when uh, you asked about this, I typed like, I don't know, maybe job or something into my email search bar. And it was a really phenomenal exercise in like how much the human brain can block out. Because I can't <laughs> believe these things that I've done that I'd forgotten about. And I, I got to two pages and went, I'm not going to do any more. 
I'm going to leave the rest in my email. But this is how many I wrote down. Holy shit. Um, Fluorescent sneaking. Sorry, I just... Scary fluorescent sneaking at Sydney Fitness Expo, that says. (gasps) We don't need context for that. I don't think that's going to meet my... Okay. I've I've done every job. I've done every single one. My dad, who is a wonderful, supportive human being, but he used to joke at drama school. It's like, God, three years is a long time for a waitressing degree. And I read, it was a joke, it was a joke, very supportive, very supportive, and nothing wrong with being a waitress. I read all of these and was like, why wasn't I just a waitress? What was I doing? (laughs) Sneaky fluorescent sneaking. (laughs) What was I doing? Oh, well, thank you so much for doing the prep, and uh, this looks very exciting. So let's begin with your best day job, or jobs. Um, My best, I think, is, which I continue to do, is teaching. Mm -hmm. Some of the, and I teach teach drama and music and things to like very little people. Mm -hmm. Some of it is not as great as others, but like some of it's wonderful. I used to teach in the open program at the drama school I went to. So like on weekends, they'd have kids come. And I did it for like five years. So by the end of my time... I was getting to like fly across Australia to do summer camps in like weird rural areas. And that was always really fun. Um, And yeah, I've started doing it here now that we're out of full lockdown. And I do just find it incredibly joyous. I think it feels, I love children. I do not currently wish to have children. And I think it really fills that void. Like, I don't know. I just think watching the wonder of a two-year-old discovering that something makes noise. What an explanation. I just think it's lovely. I really enjoy it. I think, yeah, that's a really good point you make, yeah. yeah. But obviously they also do make you sick, don't they? With their little germs. Currently I would, I'm going to blame it on that. Yeah, I just can't get well because I think after a year of being so sterile, just like toddlers just like to slobber on you. They just like to lick you. They just like to put their hands all over you. And I'm just in a constant state of sickness at the moment. Yeah, they really do, don't they? And you kind of have to applaud everything they do. If they're be- if they're being generous and offering you something that's covered in their own saliva, yes, you kind of have to be like, well done, that's a lovely thing, thank you. What like, age do you think that stops at? Because I don't get that response when I hand people things covered in my slobber. No, um, I think it stops around uh, 14. Some people can stretch it to Do you 14. think you can get up to 14? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think as soon as they get um, hair under the armpits, oh, it's not it's okay. not allowed anymore. Okay. And this isn't a scientific hypothesis at all. This is just... It's I'm probably just, case by case. Case by case, yeah, exactly. How, you know, how cute is the slobber? <laughs> yes. But I'm teaching at nurseries at the moment, and a lot of them are still in nappies. And okay. I go, if you're a little bit older, I wouldn't love the smells that are coming out of here, but I will forgive it, because you're very little. You said this a few weeks ago, actually, that there will always be a point. Mm-hmm. You're having a great time. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> what happens? Stench of human shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have to change the nappies, so that's fine. I mean, you say that. Do you just not choose to? That is not in my job description, Francis. Okay, That's the teachers come in. It doesn't feel like it should be in theirs either. But when they're that little, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. fine. Fine, fine, fine. Well, that's a fantastic job. To yeah. Do. Well done. Thanks. It's really a beautiful thing. Is that the end of your best day jobs? I wrote three under good. Okay. But we don't. We do. I mean. We must. Well, 
I wrote outdoor cinema and then drew a really terrible picture of the Sydney Opera House where I only gave it three flags or oh, whatever they're called. that's a picture of the Sydney Opera No, House? it's just a little doodle of three triangles. Good Lord. And then I did a smiley face. Thank God you don't teach art to these children. You know what? We're oh. going to skip right across because my other one was wedding calligraphy. Oh, yes. You are a calligrapher, aren't you? Well, I did it for a brief moment and I loved it, the scribbling bit, but I... The businessy side of it is just not my forte. So did you start it as a business yourself or did people hear tell of your talent? Yeah, I was sort of Etsying about or a bit of like word of mouthy thing. Um, Love that. Yeah, super fun. You can't really, unless you're like super, super quick, you can't really make any money doing it. I mean, it's just like the amount of time it takes to do like 200 envelopes. Oh yeah. Based on what you get paid. But I'm sure if you like worked up and did it, there are people that do it for a living. Yeah. That's not me. And I can imagine very relaxing as a job, put some music mm-hmm. on, do that incredible lettering. And you're quite into that kind of activity, aren't you? Something yeah. that's very hand handcraft, is that a word? Let's Associated go with, it. with old ladies. That tends <laughs> to be my vibe. Anything, you didn't want to say it, but yeah, yeah. Anything you can picture your nan doing, that is usually like, ooh, that's my sweet spot. Ooh! That's really what I'm into. Yeah. So crochet, knitting? Yes, absolutely. Um, cross stitch? Yes. Weaving? <laughs> sure. Having a having a champagne at two o'clock on a Sunday. Sure. Oh yeah, glamour. Man gets into that. Oh yeah, all right. Well, they're great best day jobs, and let's move on to something more juicy. What's, <laughs> what have been your worst day jobs? Now this is really hard <laughs> because there's so many. Um, I have written bad slash weird slash humbling as my header oh, because I also learned that the line between bad and weird mm-hmm. is very thin yes, in my is. past experiences. I think my, oh, can I do a few? I'll do them quickly. Of course. No, we've got all the time in the world. Okay. Let me start. Where to start? <laughs> uh, really rough one here. I've written Death Blender at <gasps> Oxford Street. That's not. Um, I did a job for a day where I worked at the opening of like a um, bath bomby store in Sydney. Okay. And the store is great and I love them a lot. This is not their fault, but it was the opening of their big store in Sydney. Mm -hmm. And so they had like special people invited who were like wearing nice things and walking around and sniffing the smelly stuff. And I was there with an exercise bike <gasps> that had a blender attachment. No. So the concept was like, you want a smoothie, you got a bike for it kind of thing. Yeah. What happened was everyone was there looking very nice in their nice shoes and they were like, I don't really want to blend my own smoothie by working out for a bit. No. You do it. So I spent like six hours while everyone looked gorgeous, just dripping in sweat, like packing fruit into a blender, um, screwing it onto the exercise bike, going for a little speed sprint, getting it off, running out the back, washing out the blender, coming and doing another one. And I found that quite degrading and sad. 
Um, Very degrading and sad. Essentially a little hamster. I was a sad smoothie hamster for the day. Was there any music, like any pumping music, or was it just the, the sad sound of people chatting and clinking their glasses? As you pummeled away? Probably a mix of both. I can't really remember. I have blocked a lot of this out. They were just looking at me like, why is she blending my smoothie with her feet? Bless you. Yeah, yeah just a, a sweaty, sweaty smoothie. Yes. That was for Death Blender at Oxford Street. Um, I've written Banana Boat Masseuse. This was tough. I, I was a representative for Banana Boat Sunscreen on I think it was at Bondi Beach it was like a big beach swim that happens every year mm-hmm. and I was being like look at this sunscreen how great the sand doesn't stick to it awesome um and I was doing like aerosol sunscreen and people would come over and I'd like spray them before their big swim oh, at a certain point in the day we ran out of aerosol sunscreen no luckily In they came with, like, hundreds of little (laughs) travel-sized, just, no, the ones that you just apply with your hands. And I don't know, I don't remember what the swim was, but I can tell you it was entirely middle-aged men, very sweaty, uh, middle of the day, summer, Sydney, who I had to just rub down for, like, the rest of the day. With with sunscreen. I didn't like that very much either. Oh, Georgia, that's really, really depressing. I'm so sorry. That's terrible because it's yeah. one thing just misting them from a distance with an yeah. aerosol. Yeah. Why didn't they prepare better? Now, I care about sun safety. I believed in the mission. <laughs> I just didn't want to be the one doing it. And like most, you know, most people were very nice about it. I think a lot of them felt quite uncomfortable too. Yes. But... They also knew that this was happening and they're like, it's a very hot day. I need you to rub my sweaty back with your sunscreen. Oh, God. Oh, God. And sunscreen doesn't really stick when it's sweaty. Like, it doesn't really – you have to really rub it in when your skin's sweaty. So it was, like, quite hands-on, vigorous. Oh, God. That's yeah. that's really, really demeaning, isn't it? And yeah. kind of un- – would that be allowed now? When I don't this? know, 2016, maybe, 17. You can only hope, because it was a swim that they were doing. Yes. So I'm hoping that most of them had uh, shaved to make themselves more... Oh, water. no, 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 no. Right. That's the detail I remember vividly. Yes. But just it's like, no shame in that at all. I just, it's hard to be the one... When you don't know them, they're not your dad, they're not your no. uncle. Well, I wouldn't even want to do it to any of those really people. Really wouldn't, no. Oh, dear. Sorry, Dad, but no, that's that's really really upsetting. I'm so sorry, but it's you know, okay. a good cause as well, a very good cause. It made it to the list. It's quite nice to be able to air these out. Yeah. What else have we got here? Um, should we do Spirit of Anzac headphone detangler? Should we do <gasps> Sad LED sandwich board lady outside James Blake concert? Oh my God, I want no, all of them. No, we move. This is this will be my last one. I worked, I did a lot of jobs for Transport New South Wales, but this one was probably my least favourite. Okay. I did this campaign for Transport New South Wales. I think what had happened was there had been an accident in the city and someone had, there'd, there'd been an accident. And so the government response was like, we need to make sure everyone knows to like look both ways 
and like really be vigilant. Yes. And so what they did was they hired me and a couple of others to starting at six in the morning, central station, busiest station in Sydney to be outside. And when commuters were coming on their way to work, we would hand them a flyer. Done a lot of flyering. It's never, I've never super enjoyed it. Have a lot of respect for people that do it. This was tough. Uh, we were wearing, it was the middle of winter. So I just remember being in a huge puffer jacket with like a fluorescent yellow t-shirt just squeezed on over the top and a fluorescent yellow hat. And it was the same color scheme as a very popular, um, like Mexican chain restaurant. Okay. So everyone just assumed free burritos. Right. So people were actually quite happy to see us. When they took the flyer and walked away and looked down, it had three words. Be truck aware. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then, like, they just were so thrilled to come back and be like, what is this? I don't know. Just look both ways. It's not my fault. And it was, like, three weeks of that every morning. Oh, God. For, like, two hours for minimum wage at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. Yeah, well, that's when it started, so obviously get there. Oh, my God, Georgia. It's the image for me. It's the image of a a, a fluorescent yellow T-shirt squeezed over a puffer jacket that's really standing out. That was pretty tough. That was pretty tough. You must have looked like a strange creature. Sad highlighter. highlighter. Really... Not very good. This this fits in the humbling category, I think. Yes. So. But again, what is shining through for these jobs, these terrible, demeaning jobs, are they, they're quite well chosen in that there's heart at the centre of a lot of these, you know? Let's cycle to make a smoothie. Yeah. There's let's rub some cream to protect skin. Yeah. There's let's help children, obviously. There's let's help road safety. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. It's just unfortunate that you were the whipping girl in a way. I do have one more, actually, that I think might be the worst. I'm so sorry. I've just seen it. Please share. Why did I do all these things? Um, I spent, again, a couple of weeks working for a company. I don't know if they still exist. I don't know if they ever really took off. But it was an Australian, like, competitor to Uber was was the aim. Um, I don't think they did so well. But I was (laughs) hired to essentially stand outside the uber office yes where people were coming in to like get driver training and i was to stand outside and try and poach them and be like come and drive for our company (laughs) (laughs) god you can't really do that like it's private property so every day there's a security guard who would just look at me and be like are we still doing this? And he would get out a little tape measure and be like, okay, I can't stop you doing this, but you can't do it on our premises. So here's where you're legally allowed to stand. So I spent about three weeks in a bush. Oh no. (laughs) And I remember it raining every day. It's just in a bush in the rain. And when people came out being like, hey, hey, it's me in the bush. How would you like to drive for our company? And just that, <laughs> three weeks. Oh um, my God, I love that. They must have thought you were just, well, I suppose, unstable and needed help. And I think they were correct. I think <laughs> that was really, um, yeah, that was a tough one. Oh God. Yeah. But okay. it's, you know, it's hard, especially like just graduating from drama school, like trying to find jobs that are really flexible and jobs that you don't feel bad about calling in 
sick from or, or that's very true um, very true and trying to like yeah flexible stuff for your schedule and like stuff that you can do a lot of at once and then go away from for a bit yeah yeah I don't think I'd feel bad calling up and being like oh I'm really sorry but I've got this big audition and I won't be able to rub a tiny little sun cream bottle into a middle-aged man's hairy back um so sorry yeah I as you know I didn't call in sick for that but oh, it, it didn't miss an hour <laughs> didn't take a lunch break that gives you the kind of idea of wow what was the stuff she did call in sick for because she was present for these ones good lord I feel like you deserve a medal. These are outstanding. Thank you. I'm bad. also very competitive, so I was like, this is great. <laughs> I, I think I want to get the worst bad jobs award. Could we move on to your weirdest day jobs? I've picked one. Okay. It's the one that I looked back on and was like, how did I end up in that position? Mm-hmm. And it's one that I'm really struggling to remember the details of because I just... I think it was quite traumatizing, but I spent a couple of weeks. <laughs> I don't know what's coming, but I love it already. For context, like I, every device I own, when I open it, I get like 45 error messages that I'm like, la la la, pretend that just thinks Oh God, yeah. Um, my hard drive broke last year. I had all my most precious memories. I went, well, that's it. Like there's no, with me at the helm, that is never even almost getting fixed. Like I just, I'm so sorry. I don't have that part of my brain. I've been trying to understand cryptocurrency. Okay. Just because like, people are talking about it. Yeah. And it gives me like full body shakes. Like it gives me the feeling of when... <laughs> When you try to like really think about how the universe began, like what was before the Big Bang, like that feeling. Oh yeah, it like tangled up wires in a dark room. That's sort of how my brain feels when I think yes. about that. Yeah, that is what technology gives me. Sure, that's the context that I'm entering this with. I spent about two weeks at one of Australia's big banks, I believe, being IT tech support. What? I don't know. I can't work out how I got to that point. I am sorry. Are you being serious? I am being serious. So what I remember of it, (laughs) and I was searching through my emails for like, yeah, this really happened. Like, here's all my details and stuff. What I remember was one of the big banks was moving offices in Sydney. Mm -hmm. And that's a big move. Like, they had to set up all their computers and all their servers and like all of the important stuff that gives me hives and they brought on I don't know 20 30 of us and on our first day they gave us like an hour of IT training okay I I don't know how I got to that point I don't know what lies I told I don't know what I just don't understand but that's where I found myself and then over the next few weeks as almost entirely like middle-aged men in suits started to move into their new office I was one of the people dispersed among the 26 floors who was like the friendly person to give a wave to if you needed help, like getting on the server, like setting up. I don't even know the lingo. I don't even know what to say. Is server a thing? Is that you on the server? <laughs> Surfing the web. <laughs> <laughs> you need to like. You need help cresting a wave. Um, something about that. There's something with the screen, the committee. I don't know. So my memory of it was the three weeks that I spent just like. 
hiding in a corner, <sighs> taking like 45 bathroom breaks every minute sure. and just like desperately avoiding eye contact to be like, I can't see that person waving. I think I need to go to the kitchen for a second until <laughs> someone else maybe sees them waving and just panicking. Oh my goodness. And they gave you an hour's IT training for the three weeks? Is that Perhaps it was more. The one thing I'm now just remembering, I had forgotten about this, I was really good at setting up the ergonomic chairs. Oh, okay. So I think I really bedded into that. It's like, or someone else might be back for the screen, but your chair looks like it could shift a bit. Yeah. Oh, and also while I'm here, you're, um, ooh, your desk needs a bit of a good dust there. Um, let me sort that out. Never Clive. been a great duster, actually. That was probably someone else's. You've never been a great duster. I wouldn't have wanted to do that. I, I don't think it takes to. much training, George. I don't think it takes an hour's training like the IT support. That's such a great vision. Is that weird? I thought that's weird. That's really weird that they, that, I think it's it's worryingly weird that they hired you. And I'm not, I don't mean that with any disrespect. I but what, could not agree more. What did you do in that interview to convince them? Just, you know, you should get a, I don't know, an Oscar for that performance. Thank you. That was my big break. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow ending up there. And sticking it out too, they kept me. Well, three weeks, well done. Three weeks. <laughs> I've not checked in, but there's every chance they're out of business now. <laughs> like, the bank. Yeah, the bank, the Uber competitor. Um... Oh, I'm the common theme. I don't know how that blender bike company's going. But I think I think sun cream sales have soared after uh, you were standing That's there robbing, true, offering to rob it into middle-aged men. I think they That's really have. True. Skin, yeah, skin disease on all-time low in Sydney. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, that's very weird. So IT tech support officer, Georgia Blizzard. Yes. Um, I'm retired now. Please stop asking for IT help. I can no longer get you on the server. I'm just imagining you in the interview and they're like, so tell us about your hobbies. And you're like, um, well, I'm really into um, calligraphy and um, cross-stitch and, you know, Shania Twain on the ukulele. Um, <laughs> I don't but- mention I do aerial. <laughs> Do you want to hear my Cockney accent? But um, I think I could really bring a lot to this job. Okay, great, cool, you're in. So random. I don't think I had an interview. I think because I was like... No. With the company. I don't think you did either. And I don't think I would have really lied. I think I must have misunderstood. I think I probably was like, I have a computer. Yeah, yeah. That's their bad. And they probably thought she's young. She's fluent in yeah they didn't know about the calligraphy and the yeah. crochet and they the, didn't realize you had picture the your nan of yeah. an <laughs> how do you manage to stay creative on the side when you're not working full-time nannying just not nannying being a nan as in crochet knitting <sighs> all yes. of that yes I, I love an acquisition of a skill i Ooh. feel like i'm very I have base level knowledge of a lot of things. I'm the jack of all trades, master of none. Um, if all of the trades are like textile art. Yes. And maybe like a few chords on an instrument. Um, but yes, that really kicked into overdrive during lockdown. I feel like I just did a lot of really like panicky crafting. Being like everything's fine. Look at my new 47 jumpers I've just made. I think that's brilliant. I love that though. Because that is, that's such a good coping mechanism and soothing activity. I do find, like, I love, I mean, crochet, knitting, playing guitar, anything that's, like, uses both of my hands. Because mm. I think, and like, calligraphy, I think I have quite a busy brain. And I think, as many people do, I find it very easy to, like, reach for my phone or, like, suddenly be looking at things on my computer. And so something that's, like, 
I just have to use both of my hands, so I can't do any other activities right now. This has to be the one thing I'm doing. Yes. It's like a very nice meditative practice. That's fantastic. That's a really good way of looking at it. So crafting is like a way of saying creative. That's craft. brilliant. And I've seen your work stuff. and I you know, it's worth saying it's it's really beautiful stuff. Thanks, Francis. Gorgeous jumpers. Sometimes you'll turn up and you'll be wearing a beautiful knit. And I'll say, where's that from? And you'll say, I made it. And how great that must feel. It's, it's quite nice, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's mm. hard in the summer. Like, I just have piles of stuff that I've made yeah. that is just taking up space in my room. Crochet bikini? Have done a few. I've, done, I've got a couple of little sweet little tops I've been wearing out and about. You're, you're incredible. You really are inspiring. Did you add um, number one Francis Keaton fan club president in my bio? Um, no, thank you. Do you have any tips for saving money as a creative? Um, hmm. I am currently in a, I think this is probably very normal. I'm in the post lockdown, just hemorrhaging money phase. Yes. Yes. Very much so. I have spent my entire adult life up to this point being incredibly frugal. Mm -hmm. And now I just can't keep a pound in my bank account for more than like 17 minutes. I'm like, what can I spend it on? Treat myself still. So right now I'm not doing so well at that. Um, and that's the end of that, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. I'm just wondering whether to go into what we were talking about before. Oh, definitely, because I think this is true. Go on. I think it's going to come across incorrectly. But I, I was very surprised when I, when I first moved to London. Yes. I'm a small town gal. I love a chat. I was shocked at the amount of free things people will give you. And that's never the intention. I just kept finding myself being like, why... Are people giving me things for free? And I did acknowledge there might be just a general young woman blanket on that. But I was saying yesterday, this lady was an old lady and she gave me free spring rolls. Um, I think often like London is so fast paced that not many people just stop and have a chat. And I think I've found people do appreciate that and then like to give you free things. And there's quite a few places that like I'll see them ring up I'm sounding like I get things for free every day. I don't. But I remember when I was first here, like shopping at a supermarket and I saw him press a button and it was like friendly person discount. <gasps> I was like, that's wild. Like, it's kind of sad that that exists, but also. You saw that come up? Yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah. God. I think it was Planet Organic, I think. Is that the one that's like in yeah. the city and is a bit expensive? Yeah. I know that Pret... Prep, yeah. yeah. Which I'm glad that someone told me because I was like, why is this happening? <laughs> this is quite scary. I feel like something's going on at prep. Yeah. But yeah, I think people are quite into a chat. That's fantastic. That's really good advice. So basically just be, just talk to people, guys. Be a little that's bit good regardless. T- that's lovely whether you get free things or you pay for things. It's nice to have a chat. So just because some people might find this difficult. Yeah. How would you imagine you're going into a popular chain coffee restaurant, coffee, a coffee restaurant, Mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. pretend that genre exists, and um, I'm there and you are walking in, how would you open the conversation? Hello, madam. Do you need help getting on the server? Um, Oh, you are the server. Oh, my mistake. I wouldn't do that. I'm panicking. Oh, my Um, God. But they might find that endearing. 
I think they'd be confused. <laughs> Maybe I'm just getting sympathy cups of tea. They're like, if we give this to her for free, she'll leave. Yeah, she's been lingering outside in a bush. I doubt leaflets. All right, all right. I don't know. A simple how's your day going will often... And then actually listening and caring, maybe. Yeah. Um, If someone really doesn't want to talk to me, I can fully understand that. (laughs) It's probably the server joke that I made. And they didn't have the context because they they didn't didn't listen to the podcast. (laughs) And I'm more than happy to be like, you know what? I don't think they want to chat to me right now. I'll just wish them a good day and head off. I think that's really lovely. It's really lovely advice, yeah. And I often forget to do that. And then sometimes... And it's often when you go back somewhere quite um, slow paced. Like if I yeah. go back to Wales, I'll, I'll get back in that mindset. Then I'll bring that back to London and stop to chat to people. But it's when you're yeah. stuck in the, in the, the grind. Yeah. The daily grind. My, my other um, tip was an anti-tip because oh. it's the exact opposite of what you're asking for. Love it. But as someone who, as I said, was so incredibly frugal because I didn't want to waste the all the money I was making detangling headphones and, <laughs> and hiding in bushes, I got to a point maybe three years out of drama school where I was like, yes, a tea bag and hot water feels like an outrageous thing to pay for in my head, But I finally was like, the productivity I will have if I go somewhere and spend a few dollars, a few pounds, getting a cup of tea, Mm. so far outweighs me sitting at my kitchen table and just like trying to read a script, but it takes seven hours because I'm getting frustrated and I have to do something else and I get distracted. So on the off chance, you have a terrified to spend money mindset. I think just evaluating like, what that money is worth i think that's really beautiful you're right and yeah i i was definitely very frugal and terrified of spending money but then i think there gets a point where you feel sort of that experiences are the real currency and um someone shared this poem today it was all about dust and it was like (laughs) dust if you want you know clean dust around but remember at the end of your life you will just become dust and i mean god this is what this is so dark but like what i'm saying is (laughs) You know, yeah, save as much as you want. But, I mean, it's like Christmas Carol, Scrooge at the end. He realises mm-hmm. that there's so much more to life than counting your pennies. And uh, sometimes it is worth just being a little bit devil-may-care with your money. Devil-may-care? Is that a thing? I've never heard that. I don't, I don't know, know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just <laughs> roasting so like a spit-roast chicken <laughs> in this flat. Devil make hair. Okay, cool, great. Well, I think I made my point very clear there. Um, <laughs> no, really good. I'm sorry to hijack what you were saying. Also, really cryptocurrency. Way. I don't get it, but people seem to be really into it. This is Bitcoin thing. I don't know. And that is advice from IT tech support <laughs> officer, Georgia Blizzard. So I would take that on board if I were you. Okay, and finally, what would be your dream job? What would be my dream job? Because I was thinking, like, just being a full-time man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. um, My dream acting job. You know what? I feel like for a very long time I've lied and I've been like, my dream job would be something that sounds like I should say it because it feels like what a serious actor would say. Yeah. That's a lie. Yeah. We're too hot to lie today. It's (laughs) roasting. I'm quite fluey in the brain. I don't know what I've said for the last hour. I think my dream job would be 
something with a lot of skill acquisition. I rewatched Chicago, the movie musical, on Love my it. birthday. And I loved that as a kid. Obsessed with it as a kid. Lip shits. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. The self mock tango. My God. <laughs> Lip shits. What else do they say? Pup. Pup. Six. Squish. Lip shits. Uh-uh. <laughs> Cicero. Lip shits. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Oh, so my dream job would be to play lip shits in those. <laughs> um, I just remember watching it and being like, God, that would be fun. To do like a quite glitzy camp movie musical where I wasn't like the Catherine Zeta-Jones, like, wow, you're a very talented music theatre performer. But where I was like the one that like, oh, you can, you can kind of, you can carry a tune and you can like move your body a bit but we're really going to give you help in the edit suite with your vocals and we're going to train you for like six months and you're going to do lots of dancing, probably some aerial work, maybe some fight scenes. You probably speak like six languages. I just want to like have to do an outrageous amount of things for something on screen. That that is a brilliant answer. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because that's Mm. the big luxury, isn't it? When you see someone like, you know, taking on a film where they have to, play this um, ex-martial artist who yes. also played the violin and then they're just doing all this training and you're yes. like you're just you're just learning new skills and getting paid for it and yeah. then probably we'll get an Oscar at the end of it like what a dream precisely oh. anytime I've had to even remotely do like a drama school I had to learn to roller skate for a play like anything where I'm like this is a little bit of a skill yes and finally do you have anything to plug if you're looking for tech support in the London area, and if you're paying more than minimum wage, I will absolutely be there. Um, and disregard everything I've just said for the past hour. I completely know what the server is, and I'm ready to get you on it at a moment's notice. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for that. You've been an absolute joy. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Apologies for being a giant germ. As I say, I feel quite like I'm in a bit of a fever dream. I don't quite know what's coming. That's out usually in the last how hour. these podcasts go. Actually, Just airing my trauma. It, <laughs> I hope you feel lighter after the end of this. Yeah. Thank you. It was all worth it for this. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,